rapidly. Fulfillment of the judge's prophecies seemed immediate and certain. Then, as mysteriously as they had come, the boom days departed. The mills, factories, and shops that were going to be established themselves elsewhere. The sound of the builder's hammer was no longer heard. The doctor says that Judge Strong had come to believe in his own prediction, or at least fearing that his prophecy might prove true, refused to part with more land except at prices that would be justified only in a great metropolis. Neighboring towns that were born when Corinth was middle-aged flourished and have become cities of importance. The country round about has grown rich and prosperous. Each year more and heavier trains thunder past on their way to and from the great city by the distant river, stopping only to take water. But in this swiftly moving stream of life, Corinth is caught in an eddy. Her small world has come to swing in a very small circle. It can scarcely be said to swing at all. The very children stop growing when they become men and women and are content to dream the dreams their fathers' fathers dreamed, even as they live in the houses the fathers of their fathers built. Only the trees that line the unpaved streets have grown, grown and grown until overhead their great tops touch to shut out the sky with an arch of green, and their mighty trunks crowd contemptuously aside the old sidewalks with their decayed and broken boards. Old Town, a mile away, is given over to the Negroes. The few buildings that remain are fallen into ruin, save as they are patched up by their dusky tenants. And on the hill, the old academy with its broken windows, crumbling walls, and fallen chimneys stands a pitiful witness of an honor and dignity that is gone. Poor Corinth, so are gone the days of her true glory, the glory of her usefulness, while the days of her promised honor and power are not yet fulfilled. And because the town of this story is what it is, there came to dwell in it a spirit, a strange, mysterious power. Playful, vicious, deadly. A something to be at once feared and courted, to be denied, yet confessed in the denial. A dreaded enemy, a welcome friend, an all-powerful ally. But for Corinth, the humiliation of her material failure is forgotten in her pride of a finer success. The shame of commercial and civic obscurity is lost in the light of national recognition and that self-respect and pride of place, without which neither man nor town can look the world in the face, is saved to her by the statesman. Born in Corinth, a graduate of the old academy, town clerk, mayor, county clerk, state senator, congressman, his zeal in advocating a much-discussed issue of his day won for him national notice and for his town everlasting fame. In this man, unusual talents were combined with rare integrity of purpose and purity of life. Politics to him meant a way whereby he might serve his fellows. However much men differed as to the value of the measures for which he fought, no one ever doubted his belief in them or questioned his reasons for fighting. It was not at all strange that such a man should have won the respect and friendship of the truly great. But with all the honors that came to him, the statesman's heart never turned from the little Ozark town, and it was here among those who knew him best that his influence for good was greatest, and that he was most loved and honored. Thus, all that the railroad failed to do for Corinth, the statesman did in a larger, finer way. Then the statesman died. 
It was the old town Corinth of the Brick Academy days that inspired the erection of a monument to his memory. But it was the Corinth of the newer railroad days that made this monument of cast iron and under the cast iron life-sized portrait figure of the dead statesman, this newer Corinth placed in cast iron letters a quotation from one of his famous speeches upon an issue of his day. The doctor argues in language most vigorous that the broken sidewalks, the permitted insolence of the railroad, the presence and power of that spirit, the ally, and many other things and conditions in Corinth, with the lack of as many other things and conditions, are all due to the influence of what he calls that hideous cast-iron monstrosity. By this it will be seen that the doctor is something of a philosopher. The monument stands on the corner where Holmes Street ends in Strong Avenue. On the opposite